0: Welcome to Retail Today, daily insights for brick and mortar retailers. Here's your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Welcome to Retail Today, daily insights for brick and mortar retailers. Here's your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, the retail doc. Thanks for joining me as I unpack yet another brand. Although today I'm going to be comparing and contrasting two brands that most everybody knows, Levi's and Gap. One's leading, The other's running away. Let's get to it. So Levi's plans to open about 100 new stores over the next several years. And several of them are going to be what they're calling their next gen prototype, which was unveiled uh, this week. And I'll show you a picture of that in a minute. But uh, also this week, Gap has said that they're exiting malls to shutter about 350 stores by 2024. And uh, they are a stalwart in malls all over the world, right? so it's got an auto press, and in fact, uh, the CEO Mark Breitbart said we've been overly reliant on low productivity high rent stores, which on the surface sounds like oh, so they're just shrinking their footprint because." Uh, They just have too many stores. Well, that's part of the story. And everybody else has gone to that. Oh, this means the end of malls. This is another example of why malls are terrible. Uh, Let's be honest here. GAPS had a problem with selling merchandise at full price for a long time. In fact, uh, it wasn't that many years ago that people were touting how smart they were because they had a Groupon that you could buy. And I can't think of a time I have been by a Gap store or in a mall and seen their signage that it wasn't another 40% off and a friends and family or some other promotion with big sale signs. And in fact, I remember walking into one of their stores in Manhattan, and as I walked in, all the girl could say is... um, They had a little flyer here. These items are on sale. She couldn't say like, oh, welcome to Gap or uh, glad to see you or any other interaction. That was her job task. Put it out, put it out. uh, Just hand this to people. And, you know, I think it shows because, frankly, their merchandise isn't that inspiring. And they've had that problem for a while now and they've replaced people. But still at its heart, why would I pay sixty five dollars for a pair of uh, full price jeans at Gap when I know that Old Navy, which is their sister company, is going to have them for at least half of that. And yet, when you look at the other guys, we can look at Levi's. And by the way, if you don't know the history, you know Levi's was the main product that San Francisco uh, flagship, uh, the Gap, was built on because it was a partnership, and they were able to uh get this from so many department stores carried Levi's but they were running out of stock all the time and so they made a came up with a partnership where Gap would warehouse all of these jeans which why their stores had to be big and then at one point Gap said you know what we don't need Levi's we're going to do private label our own well that worked until it didn't right and yet you look at Levi's and a couple of years i was speaking in the UK and i saw their store in Milton Keynes and they had put their customization their tailor shop right at the very front and i said wow this is smart this is bound to be where they're going also notice even at that time the lack of promotion signs in the windows or in the store yeah just not there and um this is an example this is their new next gen store in palo alto this is a photo courtesy of levi's that has was published this week it's got a lot of digital initiatives it's got um you know more space around it certainly been working on it for a while but it will fit very well into a store opening in the middle of a pandemic, for sure. And my first point to you is if you can't figure it out, you can change locations, but it's a lot like a restaurant. Now, what do I mean by that? We've all had that restaurant you go to that's out of the way, it's hard to find, but man, their food is so good. You are telling friends and family, you've got to find it, we've got to get there, they're the best. And the whole gap, uh, closing the malls uh, saying, oh, well, we're paying too much for rent, doesn't really answer the problem, which is why should I spend more to come to your brand? Why should I go out of my way to experience your brand? What is the branded experience I have when I come to your brand? And if you can't answer that, then moving locations kind of kicks that whole problem down the street and says, well, we'll work on it. Because quite simply, if you're going to have anything in a brick and mortar world, and let's face it, there are still going to be more places people are going to want to buy merchandise in person than online. Because frankly, again, even when you go and move, you've got to spend a lot of money to get people to come to these new uh, other locations. But still, it comes down to if the problem is the merchandise isn't compelling and if all you can do is sell at a discount then your brand isn't one that's going to be a profitable brand for long. And uh, that's kind of it. Now, if we look at what is going to be great about Levi's, there's a lot I'm going to unpack here in the next few minutes. But one of them is out-of-the-box thinking. Now, when I heard this uh, recently, it scratched my head. And I thought, really, a partnership between Lego and Levi's? How is that going to work? And then I saw it, and the idea was that Levi's came up with products that actually have Lego items that are embedded in it that you can have fun with. And this is their sell page on uh, Levi's, and you can see they've got some of the iconic colors and some of that, and that's great. But it's also a partnership that works for both of them, because on the Lego side, they are showing the ability to have fun with their dots, and it's a... Uh, partnership of equals. And again, it's a partnership of brands that know who their customers are, that are not promotional and are looking for that synergy of how do we collaborate with something that gives us higher margin. And so as you're thinking about this, no matter how big you are, you're looking for how do I collaborate with somebody else where it's a win-win for both of us, right? We're not just saying, oh, we'll swap email addresses. You're really looking for a true collaboration, and uh, and I don't know, the world is still out on the Kanye West uh, partnership with Gap. Uh, there was some controversy about it last week. I'm not even going to get into that. But I want you to be thinking about it's about getting margin and not discounts. That's it. And beyond that, Chip uh, Berg, the CEO of Levi's, also talked about being accountable to his stakeholders who are his employees. And he was being quoted in an article for uh, a fortune that last uh Uh, month based on a blog post that he wrote, and he said that stakeholder capitalism is a really hot topic now, number one. I straight up acknowledge we've not been where we need to be having a diverse, inclusive culture, and I've got a lot of work to do there. He's taking personal responsibility for moving the brand forward, and if you are uh, trying to attract Gen Z or millennials, young people to work and to shop with you, you better understand that their social convictions determine their wallets, there's no two ways about it. And three things that Levi's has been out in front of recently is to end gun violence. In fact, he did a whole op-ed piece and it's not a stretch. Some, uh, the reporter had asked him, uh, did you have to pass this by the board first? He says, no, we have always been a socially active company. Number two is to get out the vote and making that that over and over that plea to young people to make the world a better place like they're trying to do and to talk about attacking systemic racism and where it all comes from and how it has multiple strands that we've got to address because they are realizing that the consumer of today isn't comfortable with just giving you money. They wanna know how are you making the world, I like to say it more like Star Trek, but how are you making it a world where we are more alike than different? And if that's your brand, if that's who you wanna go after, they're doing a great job. Nike's doing a great job. Starbucks is doing a great job. And yeah, the pandemic has certainly thrown a wrench in a lot of things. There's no two ways about it. But their North Star is knowing exactly who they are and who they aren't. And you'll see Levi's all over a lot of different uh, messages and a lot of different stories because they are finding this image of hope, which I talk about an awful lot right now, which is we can make the world a better place and it's up to us to fix it. And really all you read about a gap is They're going through and there's controversy or they're having discounts and until you fix that, and there's a lot of other brands like that too, that the compelling reason for me to stand on a sidewalk to uh, shop with you this holiday season because of social distancing, I don't think many people are going to do it. And then you're going to say, oh, it's because of the pandemic. And it's like, no, you didn't solve the number one thing. The merch isn't that compelling. Your store experience isn't that compelling. And you've been found uh, judged wanting. And we're going to take our money somewhere else. Now, during all of this, I checked Glassdoor just this morning, and 88% of their employees approved of the job the CEO was doing. Imagine if you gave that to your employees. Is that what you would give? You would be getting an approval rating? Do your employees even know what you care about and what you're doing to make the world a better place? Are you just kind of giving to the same charities you've always done or or whatever that's going to be? Are you really looking at what is the messaging? Because that's what's going to get you lower turnover, more uh, raving fans, certainly, who are going to tell your story. And it's going to have employees proud to work for you. So the three lessons I want you to take from this live broadcast today are if you haven't figured it out, you can change locations, but it's a lot like a failing restaurant. And by the way, I'm telling my clients right now, if you can make it work in a mall, then the mall's probably still gonna be the best place for you to be. Yeah, I get it. Everybody else is telling you, malls are dead. No one's ever going to a mall. Well, you know, we've got a really odd situation right now. But the smart up mall owners are gonna get it. And even those C and D level malls are still gonna figure it out. And I think there's gonna be more smaller brands in malls and the mall leasing agents, instead of saying, oh, we can put these across the country they're gonna say, this is what's gonna be unique about us. And I think ultimately we may see downtowns more invigorated to find partnerships with malls instead of looking at them as the evil giant, seeing that we both need each other and those local merchants saying, oh, I'm gonna find a way because the mall rents are bound to go down. And it's nice to have a uh, cam charges and nice to have people who take care of the parking lots and air conditioning and all of those things that really add to a special place to shop. So. Try to take yourself out of the middle of the pandemic. Eventually it will end. Eventually we will have vaccines. Eventually things will be different and consumers are gonna be hungry to go out again. We're seeing that in restaurants already that there are more, uh, I think I was reading there were more uh, applications for new restaurants in the last six months than there were the last four years. People are looking ahead, they're finding a way. Number two is that out of the box thinking is gonna be rewarded. Yeah, Levi's and Lego, who knew? but Levi's and Lego, how cool. And we're making margin on it, not finding other ways to discount. Well, if you're looking for ways to get more margin and not discount, you know, I have uh in-person training through SalesRx, but I also have my online virtual training SalesRx. We're training, I don't know, 10,000 people around the world in uh, 13, 20 some countries. I forget the number offhand. And in most every state in the U.S. because people realized The only thing I can control is my four walls. I can't control whether I'm going to be locked down, the pandemic, uh, what's going on on the streets, but I can control my four walls. And in those four walls, I'm going to create an exceptional experience for my customers. And I'm going to do the hard job of training my employees. This is how we engage a stranger, discover the shopper and make the sale. Make no mistake. You can have sale goals, but a sale goal is not the same as a sale. Unless you're making enough sales to be able to pay your employees, to play the owners, etc. cetera, the, the amount of money that they need to live the life they want. Well, you're closer to a hobby than a growing concern. And so my message to you is time is short. Let's put on our big girl pants, our big boy pants. Let's get out there and make a difference in the world. And let's use Levi's as the example that we're putting the stake in the ground and saying we're going to innovate, we're going to find new ways, and we're going to be full of hope. And let's leave that other company, that idea of it's just about closing and that that's going to be it. Let's try to find that way forward, because I think, in hope, we are fearless. I'm Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me here today. I appreciate you watching. Bye. If you love what you heard on Retail Today, connect with Bob by visiting retaildoc.com, or send a message to bob at retaildoc.com. Thanks for listening. Love what you heard on Retail Today? Connect with Bob by visiting RetailDoc.com or send a message to Bob at RetailDoc.com. Thanks for listening.